Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast with Melanie Dawn, Jen Anderson, and Tanya Ryan. So in, I've been thinking about this episode for a long time, and the only thing that like plays in my mind over and over again, and it's the cheesiest thing, goodbye, my friend, I know you're gone, you said you're coming, I can still feel you here. So I've got this like Spice Girls. Um, anyways, that's going to be our theme song for uh, an unofficial theme song for this episode, um, because we are we are saying farewell to our tripod it's going into a duo because jen anderson has decided to pursue other endeavors of her heart so this is like our our spice girls farewell tour i'm gonna cry <laughs> i wasn't feeling emotional at all but I'll... <laughs> it's it's so it's I mean, I think any, anytime you get into kind of like a partnership or a collaboration, like you have to know that it's finite, right? Like there's, there's not, I don't think a lot of partnerships that like, actually that's why I think marriage is so funny is that we get in this contract with someone and we're like, yeah, sign the contract. You're one and you never renegotiate. You never revisit it. You never like come back to it. And yet you're supposed to be in it permanently anyways. Okay. So that's an aside. We'll save that for another episode, but, um, but yeah, so, I mean, I kind of always knew that we would obviously life changes and shifts and we were not always going to all be here, but, um, but I'm, I'm excited for you. I kind of wish you had said that to me in the beginning. I know. Right. Cause like when our I, very first episode, cause I never, ever thought of it that way. Me either. <laughs> I never thought of it like five years down the road or like, I never, it was just like always in the moment of it. And yeah. I, I was the same, Jen, when I reached out to Tanya to say, like, oh, I'm grieving, Jen leaving, and, and Tanya's like, oh, I didn't even think about that, because, like, I'd always <laughs> thought it was going to be a finite thing. I was like, what? <laughs> Where did this idea come from? <laughs> it's so true, though, and it's funny that I didn't look at that uh, more so to do with this, because I do look at, like, anything I do anything like even where I live for crying out loud loud that I think of it like my kids are like we will always live in this house and I'm like no no we will not we will always move who knows where six months is going to be from now like I can't promise you anything you came into the wrong mama energy <laughs> that's what your soul was craving at all because that's not going to be this mom at all which is funny because that Blake moved like grew up in the same house, lived in the same house his entire life. And I always kind of admired that, but that's just not ever going to be me. But yet with the podcast, I never looked at it. It's like, oh, this will be fun for like a year or two. Never, ever did I think about that. Three, you made it three. We got three seasons out of you. That's pretty good. It's like, does it not blow both your minds to think about it, that it's been that long? No, that really blows my mind. Like beyond blows my mind. Yeah. That's three years. I like, and I, yeah, actually this is me just recognizing that now that is, that's crazy that we've been podcasting for three years. It's wild. I wonder if anyone's listening. <laughs> and three, three is an auspicious number, uh, complete, right? So yeah. everything is the Trinity. And so it is done. Totally. Ah. It's like, it's like charmed. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah, that's how a marriage should be every three years. <laughs> I I said I'd say this for another episode, and probably we should do this. And but my husband and I do have an unofficial like revisitation of our quote unquote wedding contract every year. Annually, we renegotiate terms, 
and um well it just makes sense right like it does i said to blake the other day uh, i don't know what we were talking about it's something to do with my reaction to something and i was like oh that's the wife you married but i'm not the same wife anymore <laughs> right? so i'm not gonna react that way anymore. <laughs> sorry like that is if that's you know it is kind of shitty because like there are certain things that you come into a partnership as like this is what's attracted to you to it and we have changed a lot mm-hmm. i i feel like i am like of course we're like the same at the core, but I feel like I'm a completely different person than I was 10 years ago when we got married. Yeah. I feel really different. Your whole body is different. You're like the whole living generation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is it every four years? There's not a single cell left of your old seven, seven. Yeah. It's not that long, right? Like crazy. Regeneration and regeneration for Jen. (laughs) (laughs) So Tanya and I wanted to, um, on your farewell episode, we talked about it quite a bit as we weren't sure if we were going to have two, but it feels like it should be one. And we wanted to, um, share with you how we feel about you. Oh my gosh. Like you do not tell me to bring tissues. (laughs) So get ready. This is going to be like a, like test and receivership actually for me. So I'm going to, this is going to be uncomfortable. She's she's fidgeting in her seats guys. I am already. I'm going to give you a Kleenex. Yeah. She's going, she's gone. She's left us. Hopefully she returns. Do you want to go first, Tanya, since it was your idea? I don't have Kleenex, so we're doing toilet paper. Uh, I think it's even better. Red That's just Kleenex. a testament to our authenticity. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I guess I'd like... I don't know. I kind of want to create a conversation because I didn't, I, I, I wish I created like maybe like a I nice can... poem or something, but really? um, something that I've really appreciated about having like you as a part of this podcast is just like so many things. So it's kind of hard to nail it down, but one is just like, um, I feel you have this like unapologetic assertiveness in your own opinion while still holding space for other and varying like opinions. And it's something I appreciate about both of you is that, and, and why I think that this podcast dynamic has been such an amazing experience is that we don't always agree on things. And yet the way that we disagree seems and feels so healthy. And I love that like your voice has been sat in my mind like when I'm in a situation or I'm struggling with something sometimes it's like the (laughs) I would have the WWJD bracelet but it's what would Jen do (laughs) it's like um it's just it's such an interesting you've just been such an interesting presence to have as far as um I I can't say it's, it's it's exactly a grounding feeling because I don't know if that's exactly what it is, but balance. I, that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with balance. It's like when I'm tipping the scales in my mind on one direction, it's like I put my gen on the other side of the scales and I tip it back. And it's like this gentle argument with myself and how, how you would say it and how you would do it. And I feel like you have this like this leadership quality that's like, again, it's so unapologetic, you're unapologetic without being imposing. And I think that's just such a majestic quality to have. You're like, thank you. I think 
I'll probably listen back to this and just write these things on my mirror so that when I'm like having a shit moment, I'm like unapologetic imposing. Like that is exactly what I would love to. That's like the biggest compliment to me. Like I don't, I want to hear other sides, but I don't ever want to force my anything on somebody else. Well, yeah, I might think you're full of shit and I'm not talking about you, Daniel. <laughs> this is also an Aquarius thing we were talking about this morning and then starting this whole call. I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's right to push anybody else's viewpoints on anybody else, but I think it's important for us to listen. And so thank you for that. Yeah, you really, uh, I would want to say role modeled that for me too, is that I used to be very dominant as like, if I had an opinion, I would force it, which I probably still am, but I still think, okay, there's a different way to be a little more soft and, and make space for other people's opinions and to still be able to hear them despite this disagreement. So you also did that for me without me even realizing it. So thanks Tanya for bringing that up too. That's, it is a really beautiful quality, Jen, that you can hold that duality of soft and uh, strong in the same moment, the same second. And you, it's, it's communicated in your energy. And for me, the thing that stands out most to me about you is that when Tanya brought us together, we didn't know each other. We didn't know each other at all. <laughs> like when I popped on the call, I'd never seen your face before. And I was like struck, struck by how beautiful you were and how much you smiled. And so everything for me was the physical with our first call. I was just like blown away by your physical beauty. And then I had just decided that I was going to be going into coaching and you you had been doing it for a while and you took time. You actually made space in your schedule and you met with me in person to connect. And it never came across as though you were schooling me or teaching me, but you supported me and the ideas that I had. And you'd offered to share some of your forms with me if, if I needed them. Cause I didn't even know that those were a thing. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, but you know, not a lot of people would do that. And it wasn't even in a mentorship container. You just saw someone starting out and offered your time and time is expensive and time is our most valuable asset. And for me, that stands out over and over again, the time that you took to, you like, I felt like a duckling being put out onto the lake. <laughs> and over there on the other side, I'm just like, oh, this is so exciting. I just love new births. And I love when somebody's like saying that they're going to step into something like that. I have time for that all the time. Yeah. And that's currently what you're doing, right? Is that your new offering? That is my new offer. And it feels so exciting because even you talking about that, like I remember us sitting and having coffee that day and I was just like, yeah. I can freaking sit here for eight hours and talk about yeah. this kind of stuff. But I've really like put that off because I don't like to talk strategy and I don't want to teach you how to build a website and I don't want to teach you like some more of the like physical logistics of that, but there's so much internal work and I'm sure you can speak to this so much yeah. that you've been doing it for a few years now too of like, the hard stuff is the internal work. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You can hire people for everything else. <laughs> 
everything else is, is hireable, but, um, yeah, the energetic side of you. And I know that you're, you, you, you consider yourself as like just touching into the energetics, but I think you've been swimming in it and your whole body is steeped in it. And now it's just kind of making an externalized presence. What, what are you, um, cause so what we've also talked to Jen about already too, is she's not like leaving us forever. So she said she would come and be a podcast guest and do her, her cameos. But if we're like we're creating your Jen spinoff episode, so like what, uh, how, what, what should people be looking for from you in the next little while? Like, what are you excited about? What's like, how, if we're following you and assuming we are, Much more gonna, yeah. Related. Um, and really like, I thought if I went into the bit, I've always wanted, if you look back at my posts, I started talking about business like two years ago. And then I was like, I don't want to talk about business. I want to talk about relationships and love and abundance and money and all of these things. And then now I'm like, I feel like I'm at this place where it's like, yeah, like all those ducks have to be in a row for your business mm-hmm. to be successful. So it is still about business and I can intertwine all of that. And so, you know, probably the most common comment I get is, especially with clients that come to work with me is like, you trigger the fuck out of me when you talk about money. And so I unfollow you and then I come back. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. I hire mentors in that way too. Of like, mm-hmm. like there's some people that I'll unfollow and be like, bye. Like you just like trigger all the things that I don't agree with within me. But then there's other mentors. I was just saying to a client yesterday that if I unfollow and then go back to follow, I'm like, ah, shit, I got to work with her. Cause she triggers the fuck out of me. <laughs> I need to like get to the root of that. I think that whole idea though encapsulates like the thing I was saying about, about like you are who you are and yet holding space because I wouldn't come back if there was no holding space part, right? Like Mm -hmm. if there was no room for me and my discomfort, I wouldn't come back. And I think that's why when people are just plain triggering, it's because they aren't willing to hold the balance and not everyone needs to, I'm not saying that that's like a necessity or requirement, but I just think that that's again, like a perfect example of how that, that trait is there is like, Hey, I'm going to assert myself. This is what I've learned. This is my experience. I'm not going to apologize for it, explain it, justify it, or be anything except for what I am. And I hold space for your experience, which might differ from mine, but it's not going to make me or my experience smaller. Mm -hmm. Nice. And I think like stepping into that more and more and more this year, like really 22 has really felt like that of like, how can you show up? as yourself even more authentically because like that's always been like you know when I first did values starting a business I was like that was like the top thing it's always been very important to me but dimming my light has also happened because I don't want to trigger people and I don't want to hurt people or you know like there's a place that we can be quite vulnerable in our healing process I think that we don't need those triggers. And so I was always afraid of like saying certain things. Whereas like, if you're going to follow me in the next six months, I'm not going to apologize for that even more because I know that's, what's going to lead to your biggest growth because that's what I've done for my own self the last year of like, 
really just looked at everything that's made me feel shitty in any capacity and why it's made me feel shitty. And I feel like, let's even just touch on this for a second because I feel like you guys will understand this. Being assertive is highly uncomfortable for me because I feel like how can I be assertive and hold space for you at the same time? And I think that's really what's happened internally for me this last year is like, I've learned to be able to have like this different energetic capacity for holding space while still being assertive with what I believe to be true in this Mm -hmm. instance. And the shift in clients has been really fascinating to you actually. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Jen, I've seen, um, in the last year, I think, I think that we're always, we're always on a path of really understanding who we are, but I just see you as that there is no second guessing who you are in these last two years is that you've been met with a lot of uncomfortable situations where you haven't made yourself feel small to make someone feel comfortable. And I've just seen your growth and it's been huge to watch that. Thank you. Thank you. It's been like hard on the back end. So let's not sugarcoat that shit for anybody. 100%. And there have been like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. And you could probably speak to this is that when you do follow your callings, when you do follow your intuition, it isn't easy. It's not easy. And that's where people get mis- mistook is that if I'm following my intuition, everything in my life must go simply and easily, but that's just not the case. Often all of the things that you had been making yourself small for need to break down and that relationship needs to be rebalanced. And that's a really, really hard year. Yeah. <laughs> Those are, I call them fire years is when you have that big burning and you, you can regrow with what the, the forest plantings that you want. Yeah. And really like, um, it feels like you're burning everything to the ground. Yeah. Because I left, I cleared so much off my table to really evaluate what was like, I look at it like a big, like feast, like a smorgasbord of what's on my table. And it's like, I cleared that all off and then I brought things back and it was like, but I was really intentional about like, why is this on my table? How does this make me feel on my table? And that's where like stepping away from the podcast was so difficult because it was like, but like, I really like stuffing (laughs) and that would be the podcast to me. Like, I really like it. So, like, it makes sense to be on my table. I love those women so much. I love talking. I love the depth of the conversations. I love uh, the space that we can hold for each other, even when we have differing things. And so it was like, it doesn't make sense for it to not be on the table. But then I was like, there's something else supposed to be on that spot of the table. And I won't know until I am willing to be like, nope, that needs to be bare for a bit. Mm-hmm. It just needs to be that way. And then it will fill in with whatever is meant to fill in there. I don't know. Breaking tradition, right? Like, why do we do the traditions that we do? Why becoming mindful and intentional about what we're doing? And there's always room for something to grow if we get intentional about what we have in its place. Exactly. I can't wait to see what comes. So you still don't really know. I don't. It's like I solopreneurship came through and I was like, yep, yep, yep. Okay. This is it. And then I'm like, "Mm, that was just like a taste. That was just like the very like seedling of the beginning. And so I feel like there's something 
there's a lot of things that are just like kind of ruminating in there they're marinating right now of like "Mm, what's to come next and it's been a really hard place of surrender the last three months too because there's a lot of shit that I'm like ready to birth but I also know there's still need for quiet before that comes yeah and you keep that to yourself until it's clear yeah it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. I'm a goer I'm a doer I that's how I grew my business I believe in making mistakes. I believe in (laughs) failing forward, all of those things. But there's just something within me that's like, "Mm, just wait, just wait. Do you you feel like if you share before it's ready that it like opens a reserve at the bottom of what's being created and all the energy leaks out? That's how I feel. I do that a lot. Yeah. Like I'll do that with small things. No problem. But on big things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm just learning that. I'm just putting into practice. It's really hard for someone who's an oversharer um, about everything. And uh, you actually made me go look at my human design chart again is I'm, I thought I was a manifesting generator, but I'm a generator with, um, emotional authority. So when I read that, I was like, Oh, I need to give the 24 hour rule to myself because <laughs> everything well, I get excited about, I spew out there and then I lose the excitement for it. And everyone else is like, what happened to that thing? <laughs> so there's a lot of that. And I, I noticed that And I was always like, oh, I just give myself permission to let that go. But I was like, what's really happening is like what you're doing is there, there is a significant amount of energy that goes into the birthing process. And if we're always giving, externalizing that energy, that baby's not growing. So that's what I just, I just learned. So thank you for that as well, for rebringing that up for me, because it didn't make sense for me at the time. And then now after you've been speaking on it a little bit, I I went and peeked and I was like, Oh, (laughs) this is my next lesson. This is where I need to expand. So yeah, because for emotional wave, it's, it will feel really good sometimes at the beginning, Mm -hmm. especially, but you're not to make decisions from that place or take action from that place. But I find uh, this was like one of the biggest learnings for me. I'm sacral, so it's easier for me, but, or I know myself easier, but I'd always been like, when we have intuition or we have a gut knowing or whatever we call it, then we feel like we can make decisions at that height, at that peak. But if you have an emotional wave, that's not the place to make the decision yeah. at, at all, right? Yeah. And that was like mind blowing to me with working with clients too, because I had always been like, well, if it feels really fucking good right now, of course you got to do it. Like go for it. Full gusto. Cause that's how I'm designed. Yeah. Just touch the carpet with the pedal. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. How did you, so how did you discover human design? I didn't know that this was a thing for you. Oh, it it came in my world probably like three and a half years ago. I had a good friend, like a really good friend. I had done hers and she's like, you need to get into this. And I, was like, I looked at it and I was like, oh, hell no. There is way too much there. Like I don't yeah. do any exams. I don't do, I tried to get into that kind of stuff. It's just too much information for me. I, it just doesn't land for me. And then it just kept getting thrown in my face over and over. And that was December of 2019. 
And I was like, okay, okay. And I had another, like, friend slash became a mentor that was really into it, and she really stepped into it. And I was like, well, this is pretty fascinating, actually. And she just did it in such a beautiful way that it wasn't, like, so much information for me so I could learn bite size at a time and then I got more and more into it and started bringing it into what I do with clients and then it was funny because I've had clients say to me you don't talk about this I guess not I don't know but like if you're my client like you want I do not work with a one-to-one client or in the mastermind at all if they don't know their human design because you gotta just even that decision making process we're just talking about with emotional and sacral you don't know that Mm-hmm. That changes everything. The emotional part of that um, in relationships for me, I would always be so quick to react in relationships. Like everything, it was like it felt like a life or death decision needed to be made at the height of an emotion. That's how powerful it is. And then, like you say, you come down that hill and it's like, ooh, I, I should not have said that. <laughs> I should I should not have made that decision. This doesn't come from a place of knowing. <laughs> Emotions yeah. are like alcohol. Yeah. It's, it's, yes. It should not not you're not making informed decisions. You can make decisions. Yeah. <laughs> it just might not be your best ones. <laughs> those are definitely like those fight or flight decisions. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, even, even if it's not fight or flight, like even if it's you're the happiest happy you've ever happied, mm-hmm. that's still probably not the best place to make a decision from because it's clouded. For, yeah. I, for, for the emotional authority. Yeah. 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 For sacral, that is my place. And so if I'm like not feeling like sometimes I'll know that something like with the podcast again, I was like, this is a no. But like, why is this a no? Because. See, okay, but I'm going to push back on this because this is what we yeah. do, and this is my last chance. <laughs> but it's like, but the, the sacral authority, you're not making the decision from your happy, you're making it from drive. So to me, that's like a different thing because this podcast make, makes you happy. We make you happy. You <laughs> love us. <laughs> um, it's, but that's not but it was still a no. So that's to me where I would go. Like, it's not the, ha- you're not making that decision from the happiest, happy you've ever happy. You're making it from a deep knowing. And I would say that's more of a, like a drive response. A gut response is different than, than. So the- in the moment, the difference to me would be as soon as I got a message saying when we we're trying to schedule, I'd be like, no. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. But yet being in the moment would be fine. So to me, that's the difference in the sacral authority of like it's it, and it could be a no not right now and that's the like kind of piece to massage with the sacral authority is that it doesn't mean no forever and so I had to really play with that with my own self too of like okay so what happens the next time this comes up or what happens when this mm-hmm. anything around the podcast would come up and it was just like I was waiting for it to switch to the fuck yes, I'm in because we go through mm-hmm. seasons of life too with everything. Right. And so it's like, there's always going to be seasons where it's like, mm, this doesn't feel quite right right now. Like in a marriage, there's going to be seasons where you're like, mm, I'm not so sure, but that doesn't mean that the relationship's completely over. You're just kind of like, mm, this isn't my favorite thing right now. Something else over here is lighting me up a little bit more right now. And so that's what it is, but you're not going to go like 
bang everything around you because you're like, mm, that looks like a yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're just not going to do that. Analogy is really doing it for me. <laughs> it took me a moment to catch up with that analogy. <laughs> That's where my leg was. I was like, did she just say bang everything? (laughs) When I think of the sacral, like, because I don't uh, know much about human design, but I do know a lot about the the chakra system. The sacral chakra is uh, the element associated to it is water. So if there is resistance in, like, if you want to visualize it, ice forming. So every time you would see us try to plan, if there was resistance to it, it's not in a state of flow. So if you're making decisions, they have to come from a state of fluidity and flow It's what is easy to flow towards yes and what am I resisting about this so happy may look like flow but it's in my head it's like I I would picture which way is the the river running is it trying to go upstream or is it going downstream exactly so I have a question to kind of like get us to come to a close with this episode is is there there anything Jen that you want to like is do you have any final like not to put you on the spot or anything but do you have any like parting words or like a farewell speech or anything you want to like say like to make sure that we're giving you the best possible send-off um the one thing is like that stuck with me a lot especially because you, when I like said to you guys, like, I need to take a break from this. I need an out right now. And you two were so beautiful, so beautiful in that. And I, I had never really thought how, I never thought either of you would react negatively in any capacity, but I don't think I thought how positive the reaction could be. It just, I guess I just thought it was going to be kind of neutral and for people to realize that there are relationships like that out there like it was such an emotional in a beautiful way day for me that day to feel so loved and supported even though it was directly affecting to you guys and you know like there are relationships out there and I think some of us have I don't want to say trust issues, but it is really at the like root of it. Trust issues with building deep relationships with women. Like you guys know fucking everything. Yeah. The woman wound. (laughs) Right. And to have such a beautiful experience, I was like, maybe this is even why I needed to do it. So that I saw this, like, I think there's so many lessons from that in itself. And to be able to say no to something that doesn't make logical sense again is also a really powerful gift that you can give yourself and then have the support on the other end was just like the icing on the cake of how beautiful that was because it's hard to say no to things when it doesn't when you don't have like a justification as actually a side note but I think this will really clarify what I'm saying here I was having this conversation with a friend or a client yesterday and we were talking about infidelity in relationships. And I said, my first relationship that I wanted to leave for many reasons, and it was a very toxic, it was a very gross, bad situation. Very, very bad. There's no, that relationship should not have went on as long as it did. Blah, blah, blah. I don't regret it. All those things. But I remember thinking, if he could just cheat on me, then I could leave. Didn't matter the yelling, the screaming, the physical, any of that. But if he could just cheat on me, 
then I could leave. That would be justified. Everybody would understand why I was leaving. And I was like, that's not what it's about at all, right? But we all have these like kind of thresholds within ourselves of like what makes something justifiable. Sometimes it is just that deeper inner like, I don't know why, but this is just not it right now. Mm -hmm. I resonate with that a lot. Thanks for sharing. Well, it's, it goes without saying that, that our podcast will not be the same without you and, uh, and we will miss your tipping of the scales and your Jen isms and your quotables and your bright laugh. And I'll miss you jumping in your chairs. This is not something our audiences are privy to, but you kind of bouncing in your seat when you're, when you're agreeing with something or you just have a passionate point to make. I'm going to miss like seeing your big smile and your sweet eyebrows staring back at me. <laughs> and uh and so we'll <laughs> we'll have to make sure that we um we create time to like basically have you cameo at some point in the future mm-hmm. thank you for everything you brought to this podcast because i don't think it would be what it is without you i know it wouldn't be what it is without you and uh and i don't think mel or i would be who we are without you and everything that you have done for us podcast for everybody in your life I have no doubt you're just such a magical influence and thank you so so much thank you I I do want to touch on that I meant to in my farewell speech there of just like (laughs) holding my space holding space for me all of the time it has been such a powerful three years of conversations and depth like you guys have made me think about things the very first one and I will never forget this is that empath chat and I was just like what do you mean that's victim oh what and just like all so many different conversations of different perspectives that have helped me go so deep within myself of like sometimes I like wouldn't say anything and then I think about it for days of like I don't agree with that, but I agree with that. And like, maybe she's right. Fuck. Like, that's good. That's real good. <laughs> Have the exact same internal conversations about you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I just love that. And I will miss that a lot. But you know, I mirror all of what Tanya says. And I'm just so grateful that I have had the privilege of knowing you and that Tanya pulled the strings and tugged at the thread that brought us all together. So thank you so much, Jen, for giving us your time, your voice and your wisdom. It's really been nothing short of uh, expanding being around you. Thank you. All right. Cue the Spice Girls theme song. Goodbye, my friend. I'm totally going to go listen to that. I haven't heard that song forever. Oh, we can't intro it out, can we? Because of uh, rights and stuff like that. Also, I'm just not that advanced technologically. (laughs) So just everyone hopefully has that brain worm stuck in their head because I'm sure we have a very prevalent millennial following. So I'm sure... (laughs) 
All right. Well, thank you for joining us on our farewell to Jen episode of the Spiritual Boss podcast, the final episode as the trio that we are. Um, if you would like to get a hold of us or contact us, please feel welcome to do so. Spiritual Boss Podcast at gmail.com. And then please follow at I am Jen Anderson on Instagram and make sure that you keep up with everything that she's doing because we know that it's just going to be nothing shy of magical, empowering, unapologetic, yet not imposing <laughs> vibes. Peace in, peace out. <laughs>